The following program contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a world where darkness and mystery converge. Navigate the depths of horror and true crime and embark on a journey beyond the ordinary. Where everyday discussions, paranormal tales, and listener-submitted experiences blend into a realm of the unknown. In this dimension, prepare to explore the uncharted, confront the sinister, and question the very fabric of reality. You have crossed into a place where the unusual becomes ordinary, and the terrifying is just the beginning. My name is Ralph Anthony. And welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast. What is going on, Screamers? Welcome back into another episode. Thank you, first and foremost, for listening into this week's episode. Hope everyone out there is doing wonderful, thriving, and most importantly, hanging in there. Happy February, everyone. It's a new month. We all survived the quote-unquote longest month of the year, January. That's finally over. That's behind us now. And you know what? It actually didn't feel that long. I know there's memes out there and everyone's always complaining on social media about January being the longest month and it takes a whole year for January to end and all of that silly stuff. But this year went by really quickly and that's kind of terrifying. I just, I, I'm not a fan of time. Time isn't on my side. I feel like I'm always fighting with time. And I know some people say time is an illusion and all of that, but the world uses time. I'm sorry. It's not an illusion because everything runs on time. (laughs) So I don't know. I just, I, I get stressed because I'm like, God, there's like not enough time to do anything. And it's, I know I just don't let it get to me, but what are you going to do? Anyway, I missed you all last week. I genuinely did. I missed engaging with those of you who always engage with my episodes and, yeah, it it it's always a struggle coming back from a little break uh, if I take a week off or two. And I got to be honest, I almost didn't record for this week. It's just, it's been so busy lately, on the go, nonstop. And I mean, that's great, but it was hard for me to find time to sit down, to do research and record. But here I am, we're here, we're together. Don't get me wrong, I still enjoy making the podcast, recording, editing, all of that. It's just, I think I just get too lazy if I take a week off. My brain just like, I don't feel like doing that. But I think like once I'm back into the groove, then I'll be, I'll be good. If you follow me on social media, and if you don't, I'm offended. But if you follow me on social media, you know that I just returned from Alaska and I just want to get into that for a little bit because, oh man, I, I gotta say, it is now added to my top favorite places to visit. 
And I don't like to travel much, but Anchorage, Alaska was just so beautiful. It's just one of those places where the scenery and the atmosphere is just so breathtaking. It didn't feel real. And even taking a photo and looking back at it, like it doesn't do it justice. It's just a great atmosphere to be in. Although some days I do have to say were unbearably cold and I mean hurt to breathe cold. Eyelashes freezing cold. So cold that your face burns. There are times where I was breathing and I was like, why is it spicy to breathe? Like my throat hurt. It would like tingle and and hurt. I think it got to negative 18 at one point, but I don't know. It was worth it. I had a great time, great company. 10 out of 10 recommend if you love snow and icy weather. <laughs> Shout out to y'all who sent me that creepy little TikTok of the Alaskan little people. Because like I said, I pretty much announced on my socials that I was going to be gone for a week since I would be in Alaska. So the day that I landed, I received numerous direct messages to this little TikTok right here. Take a listen. We're the reason you should not come to Alaska. Hello, my name is Urban. I am one of the Ursarot people. We live deep in the mountains of Yupik territory, in deep underground caves and lairs. We spend our days fishing and hunting, unless we are interrupted. Although we are little, we can still do terrible things to you. When any hunters come through and disturb these lands, we get very territorial. We will lure you off the pathway with strange sounds, until they are completely lost. Then we will appear and offer you help, and if you accept, it will be the biggest mistake you ever make. We will take you deeper into the bush and tie you up in a tree. Then we will throw rocks at you, poke you, laugh at you, and leave you to the wild wolves and bears to return you to Mother Nature. So if you're ever in Yupik territory, be respectful and do not disturb our land. Alright, obviously, I didn't get abducted or taken. I'm here. But this little video inspired me to want to take a deep dive into Weird Alaska. Don't get excited because nothing seemed interesting enough to do a deep dive on. And I mean that in the most respectful way. Except when I came across an Alaskan vampire fish, which, if you look it up, terrifying, right? It's terrifying. But nothing was worth digging deeper into, even these Alaskan little people. <laughs> Shout out to y'all who sent this video in. You want a real horror story though? Okay. You guys. First, let me start off by saying that I feel ashamed. I feel I should have my gay card revoked. Quick story time here. While in Anchorage, there was this LGBT bar slash club. So, so in there, it's actually really cute. Great lounge area. Then there's this burlesque-ish stage area, which was really nice. There was a drag show going on. The queens came out, did their thing. But I found myself growing more and more bored. Maybe I need an emo metal queen. Maybe I just was too cold or too tired because I didn't get that much sleep. 
Let's 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 put that out there right now. I I didn't really sleep. I don't know. It was just boring to me and I feel guilty saying that. Like I'm so sorry. And the host could have used some better more original material. They just kept making these obnoxious jokes about deep throating a penis straw and it was it was just all so very juvenile slash like bachelorette party. And if that's your gig though, like go off more power to you. I I don't know. Am I just being negative here? I wanted to leave so badly and I just I was not a vibe that night. And to be completely honest, I don't know exactly what change it is that I'm going through exactly. I mean, I'm not transitioning into a straight, you know. However, I I guess I've just embraced being a homebody. I just, I love being low-key and like a good time for me is going to, to dinner and having drinks and just having great conversation with my with my people you know okay here's a good part sorry i I, here i am getting off on a million other tangents here either way the gay gods must have felt my negativity because on my way out in the snow i slipped i fell so hard on my right ass cheek which there isn't a lot of cushion there to begin with i i (laughs) i just remember walking out all bitchy and like with this really i was so tired i was just the biggest piece of shit that day with my fake fur coat just walking out all happy like finally let's go walking out then smack right on my ass I you know, I thought I was in need of fucking hip replacement. And it was loud too. And when I fell, I made like this really nasty, gnarly grunt sound. So that made it even more like embarrassing. I don't know. I just, it was a lot. But aside from that, the trip was amazing. Like I said, 10 out of 10, recommend. And shout out to all the drag queens out there killing it. Like y'all know who you are. And to my spooky queens, come on the podcast. So there's this disturbing video that blew up in mid-January. Very creepy, very disturbing. That said video is exposing to, mm, let's call them diddlers. So this TikTok is exposing these two diddlers, harassing these young girls playing video games at their local movie theater in Ontario. This arcade game, just to give you all a little visual, It's an enclosed gaming pod. Think of those zombie shooting games at your local arcade. It has two curtains on each side, and there's a window that those who are not in this gaming pod can look in to see who is playing and what they're playing. So as this video continues, you see this diddler approaching the window, watching the girls. It's very creepy. Then he goes around and leans in uncomfortably close from behind the curtain, obviously startling this one girl to the point where she jumps and leans to her side. That's when this creep can be seen putting his hand on her leg or thigh 
and it's just very unsettling. Then it gets worse. Another diddler can be seen in the window, and this one, oh, is absolute nightmare fuel. He looked like a mix between Michael Myers and Richard Simmons. So he goes, or it, because I don't even know, he doesn't even look human. So it goes on the opposite end of the curtain. He doesn't creep in like the first guy, but both men can be heard asking these girls random questions, clearly trying to get them to chat. Okay, so luckily though, the girls were filming and I think as soon as the guys realized that they were filming, they backed off. The Ontario Police Chief shares to media outlets once this video went viral that it all went down on January 6th at Cinemark 14 Movie Theater in Mansfield. The officers got involved after the girls reported the incident while recording it for TikTok. So luckily, these diddlers, I don't know what else to call them, diddlers. Luckily, these diddlers were dealing with really intelligent, smart girls because it could have gone much worse. Now, a national security expert broke the situation down, calling the guys creepy adults trying to warm up to the girls. He says they're not just asking questions, they're grooming, testing if the girls will be receptive to more intense engagement. I believe he one of them asked if they like to read, and they were like, no, and that it was just very, very weird and bizarre. Again, diddler behavior. Thankfully, the two men have been ID'd, but the investigation is still in progress. Now, adding to the horror, in another TikTok, a woman claiming to be one of the diddler's ex-stepdaughter, the Michael Myers, Richard Simmons one, said she's not surprised by his creepy behavior. She adds he used to scare her family and suggests he's now into trafficking. Again, the investigation is still ongoing, no charges yet, but let's let this be an eye-opener. If you have children, yes, even teens who think they're invincible, I get it, I was once there, we all were there, I would just advise showing them content like so to keep them aware and to keep them vigilant, and most importantly, to recognize the signs, what to look out for, have them stay in groups or with the trusted adults. I know that's not the cool thing to do these days, but come on. This next topic I thought fit perfectly into the true crime category as much as it was a hot topic. And I do want to start off by saying as a content creator, it has been somewhat difficult to distribute my content to other platforms that is not Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Think of those platforms like premium cable networks. They give you all the cussing, the softcore stuff, nudity, violence, the whole shebang. Then you have YouTube, TikTok, Instagram that are giving more basic cable. You can get away with a few things here and there, but for the most part, strict. But tell me why these platforms have been so damn sensitive lately. I've had previews of my episodes taken down. I've been threatened. 
I'm shocked my episodes are up on YouTube right now as we speak because it was so hard to get those up. But tell me why I see ass and sexual content on Instagram. It's like very picky and choosy. And don't get me wrong. I'm not being approved. I'm not opposed to seeing it. I don't want to say that I like seeing it, but I I don't mind seeing it. So anyway, the other day I posted a meme on my story where... <laughs> This is ridiculous. A Little Caesars worker is making a heart gesture with her hands over her bare breast. And okay, but I I didn't post it like that. I think I was like answering a question on a poll or something like that. But I covered the areola area with a poll box. So you couldn't even see anything. And it was, I think it was like asking the questioner, and I don't really remember. I just know that I put it up, and within seconds, it was taken down. But it was meant to be funny. Like, I wasn't trying to be creepy or sexual. Like, it's, I don't know. I'm just, if you know me in person, you know that I'm a, I'm a meme friend. I connect every conversation to a meme. I'll send a meme for literally anything, and it's, kind of ridiculous i know i'm annoying but anyway and you know what i just seen someone who i know i'm not gonna say names but they just posted one of those uh the add six photos to end your january story on instagram and one of the pics was of him railing some guy with an emoji covering the goods and you can see a little bit and again i'm not complaining I just remember looking at the, the the story and it said it was posted 18 hours ago. Like, make it make sense, Instagram. Make it make sense. Back to where I'm going with this. So, Miss YouTube, back to you. We're talking to you, girl. On a way more serious tone, too. No more joking. Tell me how a video of a man and his father's decapitated head that he had just cut off from his father's body was up on YouTube for six hours. Let's get into it. Taking place in Pennsylvania on January 27th, police received a call around 7 p.m. about a deceased male, Michael Moan. He had been shot to death, then dismembered. The victim's wife, Denise Moan, made the emergency call after returning home and discovering her husband. When officers arrived, they found the man dead in the bathroom. Coincidentally, the victim's adult son was nowhere to be seen. A machete and a large kitchen knife were discovered in the bathtub. The deceased man's head was found in a plastic bag inside of a cooking pot in a bedroom adjacent to the bathroom. Now, what makes this even more disturbing is the son, Justin Moan, was the one responsible. Because earlier that day, he posted a gruesome video on YouTube identifying himself and reading from a written statement, and even at certain points holding up what was his father's bloodied head in a clear plastic bag. He labeled his father a federal employee for over two decades as a traitor. 
As for some other topics discussed in this video, Moan went off against the Biden administration, Black Lives Matter movement, the LGBTQ plus community, the border crisis, and very weirdly declared himself the acting U.S. president under martial law. Now, YouTube eventually removed the video, but not until time had passed, like I said, six hours for violating their policies on graphic violence and violent extremism. Now, I'm going to play some highlights from the full video. Not all of it, but I just want to warn you. I know there's a warning at the beginning of every episode, but please be warned, trigger warning. It is extremely disturbing to listen to. Take a listen. This is the head of Mike Moan, a federal employee of over 20 years, and my father. He is now in hell for eternity as a traitor to his country. It is said that those who commit treason and betray others occupy the lowest pits of hell for all time. The federal government of America has declared war on America's citizens and the American states. America is rotting from the inside out as far left, woke mobs rampage our once prosperous cities, turning them into lawless zones. My name is Justin Moan. I'm the commander of America's national network of militias, which you may know of as Moan's Militia. I now give the following order for all militia and patriots across the United States of America. All federal employees are to be killed on site. All FBI, IRS, and other federal law enforcement offices, as well as federal courthouses, are to be sieged around the country. All federal agents, U.S. Marshals, federal judges, and Border Patrol are to be killed or else captured, tortured for information, and publicly executed for betraying their country. Joe Biden is no longer in power. I am now officially the acting president of America under martial law. If Joe Biden does not abdicate, then capture him and bring him to me in Pennsylvania. General Charles Brown, General Lloyd Austin, and all other active American military generals. Now is our last chance to retake America from the traitors. Do not order the military against the state militias and America's patriots. We are not your enemy, and I ask the military to join us if they want to see America continue to exist and to uphold their oaths to defend the Constitution. I hope for Americans to continue fighting the traitor federal government out of love for their country, not out of love for bounties. If you are a federal employee and are listening to this message, now is your last chance to resign from the side of the traitors and join your countrymen in taking back your country. Or else this is your fate. I urge the U.S. Postal Service to suspend their services at this time, split from the federal government, and join your countrymen or else I cannot offer federal postal workers any protection. If the media begins to spread lies about this revolution and its patriots, then I authorize the targeting of news stations and their owners and employees as well. The hunting, capturing, and killing of America's federal employees will not stop until Americans' demands are met. Under my leadership, I will also authorize America's police and military to use whatever force necessary to protect and take back America's cities from fifth column extremist organizations such as the LGBT community, the Black Lives Matter movement, and terrorist organizations such as Antifa, the historically unpeaceful assemblies of which violates the Constitution and so will be met with force and or imprisonment. These extremist organizations such as Antifa are part of the federal government's systematic, top-down, globalist and communist takeover of America. And we must stop it now before it's too late. 
For this reason, I cannot stress enough how important it is that we capture alive one of the key players involved in this treason, or else we may never discover the entire network of evil which will continue to plague America. This is a time for the American states and American citizens of all races and religions to come together to fight for our country on our own soil against the traitorous federal government and their communist fifth columns such as the LBGT community, BLM movement, and Antifa, who are promoting racial division to create a race war and religious division to create a religious war. They want to make us think we are each other's enemies, but true Americans are, are not each other's enemies. The corrupt federal government is the enemy, and there is more than enough evidence to show the federal government has disallowed any peaceful solutions and that violence is the only solution to the federal government's treason and the actions of their fifth column terrorist organizations. Satan wants America to fall so that he can unleash his plan on the world, but our God is stronger, and he will not let us perish so long as we believe in him and fight for him and his creation, which Satan wants to destroy and re-engineer. I and many other leaders know how to fix America, but we have to fight for it. So why should you follow me if some of you have never even heard of me? Prior to the 2020 presidential election, some electors and campaign contributors in both the Republican and Democratic parties saw me as the best candidate for president of America, despite my age, which can be confirmed by ex-governors John Hickenlooper and John Kasich, whose 2020 presidential campaigns were sacrificed for me. So, although unlikely due to how divided America is, I could have been the first unanimously elected president by both parties since George Washington, but I was instead betrayed by the FBI, federal courts, and my own family because there are people who believe I'm the Messiah. Moan fled the scene, driving over 100 miles and eventually broke into a Pennsylvania National Guard base with a gun. Authorities caught him at the Fort Indiana Town Gap base shortly after 9.25 p.m. that same day. Although he was armed, he didn't resist arrest. When asked why he was there, Moan told authorities he had gone to the military installation in an effort to mobilize the PA National Guard to raise arms against the federal government and wanted to speak to the Pennsylvania governor to join forces. Now, law enforcement sources revealed that Moan held conspiratorial and anti-government views for at least seven years. He even tried to form a group called Moan's Militia, as he mentioned in the video, on Reddit and Discord, but no one took the bait. ABC News reported he got kicked out of a Discord server due to failed recruitment. And adding to all of this madness, it was revealed that Moan sued the Department of Education three times, most recently back in 2022, alleging that they failed to warn him about the risks of student loans. This guy was nuts. He also took on progressive insurance, claiming discrimination as they saw him as overeducated and denied him pay and benefits. The court, however, ruled in favor of progressive. So clearly this guy is different. Let's just say that, different. According to autopsy reports, his father, Michael Moan, was shot in the head first, then beheaded with a knife and machete. New sources were contacted by past classmates and friends of Justin Moan, and even a former roommate came forward from as far back as 2016, 
Davis Raban revealed that Moan showed signs of paranoia and a belief that the government was out to get him. The scariest part of this whole case was there was no history or diagnosis of mental health issues. Prosecutor Jennifer Scorn states, Moan does not presently have any record of voluntary or involuntary commitment for inpatient psychiatric treatment. The evidence shows his mind was clear. He did what he did based off of his extreme beliefs. In the end, Justin was charged with first-degree murder, abusing a corpse, and possessing a crime-related tool. You know that feeling when you're so put off by something or someone that you just feel absolutely disgusting inside? That's how this case has made me feel. I do want to know what you all think about this whole situation. Send me an email at screamkercast at gmail.com or we can connect through Instagram at Scream Career Podcast. It's just so insane. And my heart goes out to the wife and just everything that she has to face going forward. I, I hope she can find peace and that she has the right support system behind her because this is just so traumatic and and so disturbing let's move on before i wrap up i cannot stress enough if you want to help a homosexual in need please leave a rating and review on apple podcasts and spotify and now youtube please subscribe and follow everywhere and maybe share with a friend i would greatly appreciate it don't be shy send in those listener submissions because without you i don't have a show Also, if you'd like to support the show more to help upgrade equipment, you can do so by sending a Screamergram, cute, right, to the support the podcast link in the episode descriptions. But until next time, I'll scare you all on the next episode. Submit your questions and scary or paranormal experiences to screamqueercast at gmail.com or you can submit by direct message on Instagram at screamqueerpodcast. All submissions remain anonymous.